Remember the good old days before Microsoft Word had autosave? You'd type up some important document and then your computer would freeze and you'd lose hours of work just because you forgot to hit save? Well, that's what it's like going online without ExpressVPN. Every time you're connected to an unencrypted network, whether it's in an airport, a hotel, a cafe, or anywhere, your online data is not secure. Any person on that same network who knows what they're doing can gain access to your personal data. Bank logins, credit card details, passwords, all the stuff you don't want people seeing. Unfortunately, hacking has become much easier than it used to be. People don't even have to be exceptionally skilled to do it, and there's a lot of money to be made by selling your information on the dark web. ExpressVPN stops hackers from stealing your data by creating a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. It's incredibly easy to use. Once the app is running, you literally click one button to get protected. And it works on your phone, laptop, tablet, and more, so you can stay protected on the go. I've been using ExpressVPN for a little while now, and I can rest easy knowing my info is safe and secure. I've heard horror stories of people who've been hacked, and it sounds like a massive pain to try to get any resolution in the aftermath, so I am not interested in finding out what that process is like. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slashfilm, and you can get an extra three months free. expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This year has gone by incredibly quickly, but it's always nice to pause and take stock. What's something you're proud of in 2024 so far? What's something you still want to accomplish this year? I know I'm guilty of falling into a routine and not always thinking about the bigger picture, but as the great Ferris Bueller once said, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you can miss it. So it's crucial to take a moment to celebrate your wins and make adjustments for the rest of the year. Therapy can help you contextualize your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months. As you surely know by now, it's not only for people who have experienced major trauma. Therapy is helpful in all kinds of ways, including learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. If you've been considering trying therapy, check out BetterHelp. It's fully online and was specifically designed to be flexible and customizable to your schedule. To get started, just fill out a brief questionnaire that matches you up with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com FilmDaily today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash film daily. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Film Daily for April 24th, 2018. This is Peter Serretta, editor-in-chief of SlashFilm.com, and joining me on today's podcast is... Uh, Steve Weintraub from Collider.com. And we are here at the 2018 CinemaCon, which is the gathering of the theater exhibitors. It's where all the... Uh, the movie theater exhibitors come to see presentations from the studios of their upcoming year-long slate. And we're going to talk about that right now. So Disney was showcasing their next year of movies, starting with Infinity War. Should we talk about that? Absolutely. Yes. Um, so just to, to be clear, we're not going to do any spoil, spoilers yeah. on Infinity War. But both of us saw it last night in Los Angeles and then flew this morning here to uh, Vegas. Um, I thought the film is fantastic. Yeah, no, I, I loved it. Uh, you can read both of our reactions on both yeah, of our sites. I'm totally, sure. yeah. Um, so I'm not sure if we, we should waste our time here, but they did showcase a clip from Infinity War from early on in the movie when... Uh, oh, I, I, I want to be very careful. I don't want to spoil anything for anyone, but it is very early in the movie, and it involves Guardians. What's in all the trailers? Oh, is it? So okay. if you've seen the trailer, it's when Thor meets the Guardians. Yes, it's that basically full scene, and uh, theater was laughing, 
it is really, really well done. And uh, um, if you learn yeah. about it, it's very close to the beginning of the film. And my, my favorite parts of this movie are Thor and the Guardians and the interplay between those guys and seeing them, you know, interact and yeah. uh, just gold. Yeah, it's comedy it's, gold. Yeah, um, I, I can't say enough positive things about Infinity War. Uh, I don't want to talk about spoilers till you guys have seen it yeah. or talk specifically. And it comes out this week, so you yeah. don't really need to know that much more. But we should talk about Ant-Man. One, Ant one, thing, and the, okay. one thing, though. Avoid all spoilers on Infinity War. This movie deserves you to walk in not knowing anything. Now let's move on to... Uh, 100% agree. I, I do want to say, having seen the film, I totally understand why Disney screened the movie for press days before its release and yes. did not show it before the junket. Because if, they, if we had our job to do and had to do interviews with this cast yes it would have been a disaster of spoilage yeah absolutely and i would have had to apologize but like totally the, you those were the questions you would have to ask anyways okay uh moving on to ant-man and the wasp yes so they disney uh, uh showed us the brand new trailer for ant-man and the wasp which could be attached to uh avengers infinity war this weekend or it could be coming out in a week or two yeah. uh, but it is a way better trailer and totally looks like a really, really fun movie with great banter, huge action scenes. It looks way bigger than the first one. Yeah, I know there was some great stuff with like giant man riding cars down the street in San Francisco. And there was like uh, this great uh, team up scene with uh, the wasp in a kitchen where like they're fun playing with scale. It just looked like a lot of fun. Also, and, they introduced uh, uh, Lawrence Fishburne as uh, an old associate of, uh, of Michael Davis, Michael Davis's, Michael Douglas's character. Yeah. And uh, there's like a debate between whether or not uh, who had a bigger uh, giant man. And Lawrence Fishburne is like, I got to 20 feet. And Scott's like, I got to 65. So <laughs> it's like a whole, uh, you yeah. know, that thing. But ultimately, what, if you liked the first one, this looks like a way bigger version of the first movie in terms of also learning because the first movie you have to show you have to figure out how are we going to make how are we going to make the effects look how are we going to figure out giant man how are we going to have the interplay between the characters and it's like they learned from civil war and from ant-man what they what audiences like yeah what they can do and it's on full display in the in the trailer yeah i, I just love the action scenes that play with the scale i think that like that cheese sequence that we see in the trailer like with it's just Dealing with miniature to totally, you know, maxature, and also, maxature? Uh, uh, also, <laughs> Evangel Evangeline Lilly looks like a complete badass in this movie, and makes uh, uh, um, uh, Paul Rudd. Yeah, thank you. Makes Paul Rudd look like amateur hour. Like Evangeline, Evangeline looks like she's a professional, kick-ass criminal, you know, takedown person, and, and it, yeah. it looked great. Nothing but positive. The, the next thing they showed was a behind-the-scenes featurette on Christopher Robin, which gave us a better look at uh, this fish-out-of-water story, where it's like Christopher Robin is an adult, and it takes Pooh and the friends to London, to the city, sure. out of uh, Hundred Acre Wood. Um, it looks interesting. I'm not quite sure who this movie is for. Well, I, I think it's is for, it for kids. I think I think it's partly for kids because it's going to have animated, you know, characters, and also for you know, adults that are trying to, you know, remember their childhood. So it's it's one of those feel-good kind of uh, films. But the footage we saw was very rough in an animatic form at times. And um, it was just, like, more behind-the-scenes footage rather than, like, a full-on trailer. Uh, but I'm a huge Ewan McGregor fan. And, you know, uh, it'll be it'll be interesting yeah. to see. And there's been a trailer out there, but it looks kind of muted, not, like, appealing to kids. Like, if I was a kid, I wouldn't be, like, excited about this 
rendition of who it looks I, like. I think animated movies, they, 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 once you put Disney, animation, Winnie the Pooh, everyone's going for ki- for families. I mean, I'm interested in it. So sure. uh, there, there you go. Uh, the next up is a movie I'm not interested in, and that is Nutcracker and the Four Realms. They showed a featurette. Um, sure. Uh, for people that don't realize, uh, uh, forgetting about the movie for a second, um, I almost don't want to talk about it because it looks to me like another version of Wrinkle in Time, and I was almost like, oh no, is this going to be like another, you know, and I didn't see it. It looks like in Wrinkle Time. in Time meets Alice in Wonderland, the Tim Burton one. So, That's what it looks like. Something along those lines. Look, I know they did test screenings of it recently, but I didn't speak to anyone that saw it. Um, it looks to me like it's a kid's movie. I, I, I mean, yeah. I, Hopefully, kids like it. Let's move on they're, to the next they're, they're trying to pitch it as, like, a future beloved Christmas classic. Yeah, I don't me, like, I don't I like don't, when people say that. that. Yeah, when, when the studio is like, this is a future classic, I'm like, show me the movie first, and then you can actually mention future classic. Let's get into some of the good they, stuff. They showed, like, a Mary Poppins uh, trailer. I'm not sure if this it's is... It's the same trailer. It's the same online. trailer that was online. Or a, a maybe a slightly extended I version. I think they had some extra stuff, but it, like... It, Oh no! I'm not sure if you're excited for this movie. I, I am. I am I'm excited. excited. The original. I, I am very excited for this. And this like perfectly captures the yes. bo- tone and feel and the magic of the original. Yeah, I'm. I'm all in. Emily Blunt is Mary Poppins. All in. Lynn. All in. Everything about Mary Poppins Returns. I'm all in. Everything I've seen, sold. So yeah, I mean, all of you guys, I'm sure you're going to be seeing it too. But you know, let's let's, let's move on to Tim Burton's live action Dumbo, which. Uh, so this is the first footage I think they've ever shown from the set. Or yeah, I think they this? showed, like, some concept art at D23, but I think this might be the first footage. This is the first time I have saw any footage of uh, of uh, Michael Keaton and the whole cast, yeah. Eva Green. Um, the one thing that we learned, because I, I didn't do any sort of set visit, is that the movie, the animated movie ends with Dumbo flying. Yeah. And apparently this movie begins with Dumbo flying. So yeah. it's what happens after that. And it's interesting, too, because uh, I feel like Tim Burton has gotten too Tim Burton-y recently, and this takes it down. It's a little sure. bit muted for Tim Burton. Like, sure, he's his touches and style are there, but it's not like in your face like Com- it was with Alice in Wonderland. Completely. Um, and it, it looks for me. It looks. Uh, I'm all in on this, and uh, uh, it, it looked really. But you're right. It didn't look like Tim Burton went to Tim Burton Land. It looked like <laughs> he brought Tim Burton to Dumbo, but didn't like it's the Dumbo story with some Tim Burton. Yeah, and you know? um, Danny DeVito looked. Amazing in it. Completely. And, uh, uh, they didn't show Dumbo fly. I actually well, the, think we saw Dumbo we did, fly. Did, Dumbo, there was no footage of Dumbo flying because clearly it's VFX. Yeah, they and, showed some concept art. And the thing is, like, you only have one time to make your first impression. And if we go back to, and I'm going to go back in history, Green Lantern DC, they released that trailer way too soon. The footage looked terrible, and everyone rebelled against the movie. Mind you, the movie wasn't good, but... Dumbo, you have only one time to make the first impression. They want to get it right. They want to make sure that people believe, you know? Yeah. And uh, next up was a sizzle reel for Aladdin. Oh, oh my yes. God. Yes. Guys, this actually looks pretty good. I was like, this yes. is a film I was not excited for. Uh, it looks like it has the vivid colors, the bright colors of like yep. Indian films and Bollywood style dances and uh, uh, parkour style, like modern action of Guy Ritchie. Yeah, it, it looks like uh, it, it really looks like the cartoon come to life with a Guy Ritchie flair. So it has the Guy Ritchie action. It had some handheld stuff. It had uh, the chase in the and they built a whole city apparently. And it really looks like Aladdin. And uh, uh, the 
The highlight for me, though, that we did not hear Will Smith singing, but we saw all these different costumes and this facial hair and the way he looked, and it, he really looked like he was channeling Robin Williams' genie in real life, and it looks like he is singing and dancing and going like a hundred per. 110% like see, on, on, see, with energy. See, I didn't get that feeling. Oh, I, I uh, by the way, a lot of people tweeted me after I tweeted my reaction to this, and they were like, is he blue? No. No. Genie's not blue. He, he looks like Will Smith. He has like a, what do you call that, a ponytail on top of his head? Yeah, but he's, he has a few different looks. Yeah, he has a, yeah. well, he changes throughout those kind of vignettes or whatever you want to call them. Uh, but to me, he seemed like, uh, I mean, we didn't see much of his performance, but like the little bits we did, it didn't seem like as over the top. No, it, as, it, uh, it, the best thing I think I can say about it, and I hopefully you agree, yeah. is that it looked like Aladdin in real life. But and the greatest thing about this, and, I, and it sounds so stupid, but I just got to say it. I am so appreciative that they cast people that looked the part and not two yeah. white people to play these two roles. These iconic roles deserve to be played by the people with the correct ethnicity. And I'm very happy that Disney did this. And I, you know, I, I hate to say this, but, you know, as a person who loves films like Moana or like, like, like where Disney, Disney does a great job of taking a culture and kind of presenting it in a Disney-fied way. Sure. And like this immediately, like in the, the first 10 seconds of this clip, I was like, oh my God, this is Disney's India. Or do you know what I mean? This is like, this is going to be, you know, Coco, you know, how what Coco does or sure. Moana does. Like this looked really like, I don't there, know, there's, not, there's not going to be a uh, rebellion from, uh, from people saying this was, you know, uh, what's the right, what's the term? Uh, Whitewash? Yeah, well, like a, you know, too white. Like it's they, yeah. they went they cast real people that deserve to be cast are in this movie. Look, all I can say is I thought the footage looked yeah. great. Cannot wait to see more. And I'm happy. I know you feel like he's doing Robin Williams, but I'm happy that he seems to be doing Will Smith. Sure, but it seems to I don't me mean, like I, a genius. Like it, it, they're not trying to copy or they're not trying to like totally reproduce what Robert, Robin Williams did. It like feels like a Will Smith. Sure, and, and I don't want to come across like he is just yeah. copying Will. I mean, copying Robin Williams. It just seems like. The genie is being brought to life in that huge way, yeah, yeah. the way that Robin Williams did it. For sure. And uh, next up was... Um, There's a few highlights that we haven't gotten to yet. Incredibles 2. This is one of the highlights we yeah. haven't gotten to we yet. We saw the opening sequence from Incredibles 2, which takes place seconds after the ending of the first film. So if you saw that, it's with uh, them encountering the Underminer, and it's shown from an interesting point of view, and we get to see the family working together in a way that, like, we didn't see in live action until like Civil War. Uh, I don't know about you. I had a smile on my face oh, yeah. the entire so time fun. with the music, Frozone, everything that was on screen. Uh, I, I am so excited for this movie. It's like, you know, it's so funny. We all talk about sequels and prequels and what we want to see. Like, I wanted another Incredibles, uh, and I'm so happy it's coming out this summer. I you agree. Know, the footage looked fantastic. Next, they showed uh, a scene from Wreck-It Ralph 2. Uh, yeah. What is the name of that? Wreck-It Ralph it's the, the Internet? Listen, um, I'm a big fan of Disney, and everyone involved with Wreck-It Ralph, I hate this title. It's Wreck-It Ralph 2. It's a horrible 2, title. Ralph Breaks the Internet. Actually, and, no, it's Ralph Breaks the Internet, Wreck-It Ralph 2. Right. So, I, I, I've said <laughs> The this, fact that we write about film and we can't... We right, can't no. Even. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Uh, the title should have been Super Wreck-It Ralph, because if, if they based it on... Wreck-It Ralph was yeah. like an early 80s game, 
all the games in the 80s and their sequel was Super, Super Mario Brothers, um, Super Contra. Yeah. So I wanted it to be called Super Wreck-It Ralph, uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2, but whatever, yeah. that's me complaining. This is a scene, the scene that they showed us is uh, a piece of scene they showed at D23 Expo. I know you didn't see it I did it there. not see it. Um, and, do you want to describe it to people? Yeah, oh, I want to go in on this one. This was so wait. So if you don't want to know anything about the scene, it's going to be an all-bad advertisement. But if you don't want to know about the scene, I will do skip this. ahead on my uh, thing I'm going to do this as very spoiler-free. Yeah. I'm not going to reveal everything. I will just... They have revealed that there is a scene, or there's... The filmmakers have already revealed there's a scene involving all the Disney princesses, where they got all the people to come back and who voiced these characters for a scene. Uh, and they're in one room together. Totally. And Vanellope... Um, that's how you pronounce it, right? Vanellope, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she comes into the room, and none of them believe she's a princess. Suffice it to say, they work it out, and there is the most amazing banter between these characters and jokes that come at the expense of Disney, at the expense of these characters. Pixar? Pixar, everything. Yeah. I was laughing out loud multiple times. It looked, it was amazing. It was the best footage I saw today. If you're a fan of Wreck-It Ralph and if you're a fan of Disney, this scene you will absolutely yeah. love. It, it is hilarious. It's unlike anything in Wreck-It Ralph. It doesn't even feel like a Wreck-It Ralph movie, but um, and it obviously has Penelope. Uh, but it's hilarious. It feels like, uh, you know, it feels like they're doing like a backdoor, like Roger Rabbit kind of thing with this movie. There, there's uh, even, there's even, if I'm mis not mistaken, a Batman joke. Yeah. From uh, the animated series back in the six, I mean the live action from the sixties. Yeah. It, it was, it I'm not is, even sure that was in the D23 footage. This is more finished. It's like more like I think there was animatics and stuff in the footage that uh, I saw at D23. This was like almost finished. The, the footage was, and I'm not sugarcoating this or exaggerating. It was amazing. It was just amazing, and it makes me so excited for this movie. And if you're a fan of, you know, Disney movies and all these Disney princesses, you're going to lose your mind. It's unbelievable. Okay. Now, everybody's listening to this, watching this, and they want to... They don't want to hear about Dumbo. They don't want to hear about the Nutcracker. They want to hear about Solo, right. a Star Wars story. Sure. So finally, let's get to Solo, a Star Wars story. They showed a clip from the movie that involved Han Solo's first meeting with Lando. Yes. Uh, he's introduced to him, and they need a ship, and it's Han is going to try to win the ship over in a game of Svak? Yes, and Han comes in with Chewie, Amelia Clark is leading them in, uh, they play a game, uh, I don't want to go too far, except yeah. to say there's some fantastic banter, uh, looked fantastic, the scene. It's, uh, it's said in, like, almost like... Not the, the Cantina uh, Tatooine from... Well, like a, uh, another like, version of yeah, the Cantina. A scum and you know? villainy, like, filled with... If I was a kid and I was watching this movie, yes. I would need to have all those action figures. Yes. The tone and the feel of this is yes. dead on. Ron Howard has got it. Yes. And then after that scene, which that's the most we'll say about it, they showed us trailer stuff, sizzle yeah. reel. Um, it looks fantastic. Like, it straight up looks like Star Wars... And it just looks cool, and I mean, I cannot wait, you know? Yeah, I, my, my only complaint about this movie... I'm like, I want to hear the complaint. ...is it seems like it's everything... I know what's going to happen in the entire movie. I could, like, plot it out from, like... It yes. seems like it's, like, all the stuff that, like, has already, like, happened in, like, the books and stuff. See, I haven't read... The, here's the thing. I haven't read the books, and I That's not a complaint, but it seems like a simple story. I think you could guess, like... Oh, oh and no, no, then I, he gets the Falcon, and then he does the Kessel Run, listen, and then... A hundred percent. I don't think there's going to be... I think there'll be a few surprises in this yeah. that we're not expecting, 
because I know there's a few surprises that people are not expecting. But the overarching arc of the story, this is over, uh, the overarching story uh, of this film is what you already know, and uh, you know there's not going to be a huge surprise. But I, it looks like a lot of fun. It, it just seems so delightful, and uh, Don Glover as Lando yeah. gets call uh, the way he pronounces Han's name to just everything like sure. his attitude perfect yeah if i mean if i had actually seen, i'm not sure about hanya yeah if i had seen any footage before today i would say that i was very happy that's what i'll say yeah <laughs> okay um let's any get other footage before today they they ended the pre- presentation with uh footage from john favreau's lion king it was proof of concept footage we saw this at d23 i'm not sure if you saw it i did see it uh, it's the it's the circle of life beginning of the movie and when i saw it at D23. It should, should, should be said to, for people that don't know the context oh, sure. of it. It looks like a Disney nature film. Like, literally, even this time, when I knew I was watching CG, I was like, this, no, they, they just use footage from the Disney nature film. Yeah, and then you get to Rafiki and whatever, and it, it's clearly yes. the best CG I've ever seen. And what's funny, yeah, it's, it's the beginning of the movie. You see um, you know, Simba being held up. You see all the creatures bowing. You hear the Elton John score. The first time, and I, I seriously have goosebumps again. The first time I saw it at D23, I lost my mind. I was practically crying. I was like... I, I looked around me and people were in tears. Yeah, no, and... I, I, was, I lost my mind the first time I saw it. Like, lost my mind. And I, if, I had not, if I had not seen it before today, that would have been the best footage I saw. But yeah. I'd already seen it. I will say I still got goosebumps. Didn't tear up. But... This movie will make all the money. Lion King. If yeah. it is what this, what the footage is representative of, what John Favreau is going to do with the material, just hand over your money. It's going to make all the money. <laughs> it looks unbelievable, yeah. like unbelievable. But uh, because I'd already seen the footage, the Wrecked Ralph two was my, you know, my 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 number one. Yeah. I mean, looking over the the stuff that they showed us from this next year, and before they get into that, they go over the numbers of how much money Disney has made at the box office yep, last all, year. All the which money. Is like, yeah, all, all the, the money. money. Just, uh, they're going to make all the money next this year. Yes. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, well, they made like $7.5 billion two years ago, which is an industry record. Then last year, they made over $6 billion. So it's the an industry record to make over $6 billion two years in a row. But here's the thing. Like, they have Marvel, they have Pixar, they have Lucasfilm, they have Indiana Jones, they have they have everything. So they have these iconic IPs that they can produce throughout the year. And there's no as long as they produced quality movies, yeah. they will continue to hit these box office records because I mean, like you look at Black Panther, it's a billion dollars. Avengers Infinity War is gonna make a billion dollars. You know, uh, they just they have all the cards. You know, what's interesting, though, about the presentation today, uh, which is a sidebar, is, of course, they talked about preserving the theatrical experience because ultimately Disney makes a shitload of money with the theatrical experience. But what they're not talking about is the $50 billion they made last year in merchandise or the fact that they're getting ready next year to launch a streaming service, which is, <laughs> yeah. they didn't touch on that at all, but they are aiming to go not, after... Not just a streaming service, but they're going to produce original movies that are not like sure. cheap direct-to-DVD yeah. movies. Like they're, they're producing like high-quality original movies for the streaming service. Listen, here's what's coming on the streaming service, just to be clear. They made a huge Disney movie called Noel with Anna Kendrick. Right to the streaming service. They're launching a Star Wars show, streaming service. Like a Marvel show they announced? A Marvel. Like, all of these IPs that they have are going to be ending up on the streaming service. So while the theatrical, the division, 
while maintaining the theatrical window is obviously imperative to the studio because of how much money it is and because of how, that's where ultimately so many people get their stuff. But as the years go on, more and more people are going to get comfortable streaming. And more and more, you know, them getting $10 a month, whatever the price point is, if they can do 100 million people like Netflix paying $10 a month, that's crazy money. And now that you add Fox into that deal, possibly? All, all of that stuff. Yeah. You know, they, it's going to be insane. All of it. Anyway, look, I, the Disney presentation yeah. was fantastic. Did a great job. Um, I wish they had shown some stuff we hadn't seen from in those previous con uh, conventions. But it, it was all great. Sure. Uh, there's no complaints anywhere. Sure. Uh, later today, we have Warner Brothers. Yeah, Warner Brothers is going to be at 4 o'clock. Uh, and I will tell you that there we are, I'm 100% sure, seeing footage. I don't want to say from what because I don't want to spoil it. But we're seeing some stuff later today that I know people are going to want to talk about. So we will be back to talk about Warner Brothers at around... Uh, 5.30 or 6 o'clock Pacific. Yeah. So keep, keep watching both of our feeds, both of our sites, uh, Slash Home and Collider. Absolutely. We'll be providing you with all the coverage from CinemaCon 2018. Thanks for listening. Cool. You guys have a great day. Thank you so much.